Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. I'm also on YouTube, so go to YouTube, search DeHuff Uncensored, and again, hit that subscribe button. Today's podcast is presented to you by Superbook Sports, Total Beverage in Westminster and Thornton, and of course, Blake Street Tavern. I am having a bitch of a morning because my stupid, I, I seriously, I need to clean this equipment because something is shorting out, like one button is shorting out, and it's driving me fucking nuts. I've tried to do this episode like three times now, and it just throws me off track when all of a sudden I'm talking, and then all of a sudden I can't hear anything in my headphones, and it just just drives me fucking nuts. It makes me want to punch something. I it, Yes. Ah! <laughs> that was my attempt at doing a soft punch. But anyway, uh, a lot to get to today. Yesterday, I took the family to the Renaissance Festival. It, it's just a fun thing you can do here in Colorado. I think almost every state has those, you know, where it's people dressing up in old English type attire. I don't even know what fucking year it's supposed to be, like 1600s. I don't fucking know. Didn't do that much uh, looking into it. Uh, but we do go to it. I want to say every year my wife and I go to it. It's always fun. The food's always good. The people are always interesting. It is funny, though, to hear people talk. When you go there for the first time, even now, it's still funny to me to just sit there and listen to people just just randomly having conversations, and they're, they're talking like this. And you know if they're at their job Monday through Friday when they're talking, they don't sound anything like this. They're probably like, Hey, man, Carl, I need those uh, TPS reports on my desk uh, later today. But then, like, when they're here, they're like, good fellow, if you could get me a lager, that would be fantastic. By the way, I made love to your whole wife. Ha, 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 ha. Something like that. I don't know. That's, I'm, <laughs> I'm just making shit up. But it is funny to hear. And, and if you don't really know, obviously, my, my impression is shit. But this is actually what they sound like. Xanthia and kiss my Anthea be allies. King Argatron be damned. We fight with you. Thank you, friends. Your honor is great. Come, let us gingerly touch our tips. <laughs> uh, Role Models is a great movie with Paul Rudd and Sean William Scott. Amazing, amazing, funny movie. <coughs> Excuse me, Jesus. I, I am, again, shit day. Shit day. Just get things rolling. Now I'm coughing. Fuck. Anyway, it, it is funny to hear people talk like that. Uh, but everybody there is so friendly. It, it, I, I can't make a complaint about how people act there because they're just they're nice. And yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's a bit nerdy. But who cares? They are having so much fun and they just enjoy themselves. And I kind of envious of them. In a sense, I, hold on, I think next time I go to the Renaissance Festival, I need to dress up, and it would be fantastic. Oh, I know how I'll dress up. What is that movie where Sean Connery dresses up as, uh, like, is that is that from um, Highlander, where he's dressed up in, like, this, like, suede outfit? That's what I need to dress up as. We'll get into Connery here in a second. But one thing that is funny about there is for us is going to the restroom it's always an experience when you're in a big crowded place like that 
how the restrooms work. It's kind of like going to a concert. Concerts are always fascinating to me. I, I don't know exactly how women's rooms are set up, but I feel that they need to be redesigned because they are shit. And there's always a fucking line to use the women's restroom. I don't get it. It is so fucking long. And the men's room, dude, I go, I use the restroom there and I was in and out within like a minute. That's it. Not even, maybe not even a minute. I just go in there, find a place to go and boom, out. It was fun. It was freaking awesome. And then I come out and I'm like, the women's room hasn't even fucking moved. I asked my wife about it because she had to use the, the restroom. She said there's like eight stalls in there, but it's just like, there's just too much going on for women. Guys, we're set up easy. We're set up. They, there could be a bunch of sticks in, in the men's room, and that's where we go. It doesn't fucking matter. Super easy. Took my son in there. Boom, he's out. Now, my daughter had to use the restroom, and I'm like, I'm not going to make her stay and uh, wait in line that long. So I go to my daughter. I was like, do not argue with me. Just listen to me. And don't say a word. Okay, got it? And we're just going to go in there and you're going to use the restroom. She's like, okay. I just take my daughter who's dressed up as a princess <laughs> and I take her into the men's room. She's like seven years old. Don't give a shit if this is a problem with anybody, but fuck off. I go in there. There's an open stall. Close the door. She uses the restroom. There was another uh, father that came in. He's like, dude, good for you. He's like, I can't believe how long the women's room or the, yeah, the line is for to use the ladies' room. I was like, I know, it's ridiculous. I was like, I'm not going to do that. If anybody has a problem, they can suck a dick. Like, I'm not, not going to let my daughter sit there and almost pee herself because she has to go, and the women's room just takes forever. So that, that's always funny. Last year, my son freaked out because there was a peeing trough, a trough at, at one of the bathrooms, and it was basically you go and you do some twists and turns through some fences, and then all of a sudden, there's this slightly open space with two porta potties in a, a trough filled with ice. <laughs> and he's just like, nope, nope, not going there. He's eight at the time. And he's like, nah, I'm not going to do that. And I'm like, come on, dude, it's fine. Don't worry about it. And then he's like, no, I refuse. And then finally it sunk in. And I'm like, oh, he's dick level. He, of course, he doesn't want to fucking pee on ice. He, as cool as peeing on ice can be. He doesn't want to sit there and stare at somebody's dick, and I don't fucking blame him. So I'm like, yeah, you know what? You're fine. Okay, we'll go pee on a bush or something when we go to the car. Um, so this year he didn't have that problem. He just went. We went into a different uh, place that actually had a restroom, not a peeing trough. I, I, come on, guys, think about that. Like, totally inconvenient as a parent. Totally inconvenient and just ridiculous to have a peeing trough uh at any sort of place because if you have kids that's that's damaging they don't need to be looking into the eye of the one-eyed snake look at there yeah it's horrible horrible i will say one thing that was cool and very unexpected was there was a guy walking around the renaissance festival dressed up as robin hood and it was interesting because my son and i just bought a turkey leg which is amazing. I love turkey legs. They're delicious. But 
all of a sudden, we're, we're, my son and I are looking for my wife and my daughter. And we see Robin Hood, the guy dressed up as Robin Hood. And he starts talking to my son. He's all, are you going to eat? The-? He's all, son, are you going to eat that whole thing? I don't even know what accent he had. But he, he did a really good job. Uh, it might have been his real voice. He was just a very uh, clear talker. Anyway, so he starts talking to my son, giving him grief a little bit about eating the whole turkey leg himself when, in fact, we were actually all going to share it as a family because we're cheap. Those are like $9 for a turkey leg, whatever. Anyway, so the guy's giving him some grief, and then all of a sudden, the guy starts switching into telling the story of Robin Hood because my son had never heard the story of Robin Hood, which is interesting that I've never discussed it. But anyway, so he starts telling the story of Robin Hood and essentially giving my son this amazing pep talk for standing up for the little guy. And while he is only nine years old now, he was saying, your voice might be small now, but it is okay to stand up and use your voice when you see things that are wrong and standing up for people that can't necessarily stand up for the, themselves and then he's on as you get older your voice can become louder and stronger and it is a good thing to stand up for those who can't and i'm like oh my god and i'm sitting there the i'm listening to this and i'm like i wish i would have recorded it because i would have loved to have played it here because it was so fucking good so good the dude needs to put that on tape and just play it. And it could get a million plus hits on YouTube because it was just so good. And his delivery was perfect. It was great. So it was really neat. And I look and at the end, the guy gives uh, my son and then eventually my daughter and my wife came over and started listening too. And he gave my son and daughter these, these old school coins. And he's like, you know, put this under your pillow and, you know, it'll help you. Uh, I don't know what I, I can't remember what he said at the end, but it'll help help you with good dreams or something like that. But it was one of these moments where I'm like, dude, I wish more people would take the time and pull a kid aside every now and then and give them a pep talk in that manner, because it was the same essential shit that I had, you know, without all the the glitz and glamour of Robin Hood. This is the same shit that I've said to my son before, but he gets tired of me as the parent communicating to him. So it was neat to have somebody just out of the blue give him a pep talk about, you know, there's because there's times where I'm like, dude, if you ever see somebody picking on your sister, you better step in and defend your sister because she fucking does it all the time. Like if somebody's calling my son a name, she will stand up into that kid's face and tell them, you don't talk to my brother that way. And she's two years younger. She is a, don't fucking mess with her. She will fucking rip your face off. <laughs> but he doesn't always do that shit. So it was neat to have somebody come up and say something that you've said before. And, and, and real quick side note, that's one of those things that just drives me crazy as a kid. You could say something to your kid a hundred million times and it just doesn't sink in. Somebody out of the blue says something, you know, essentially the same thing that you've been saying and it sinks in and you're like, fuck, I've been saying the same thing, but whatever, whatever. 
I was really excited to have that happen. I thought that was a neat thing. And maybe that's one of those things that every now and then, once a week or once a month, whatever, if you're ever in a position where you're, you have that moment where you can say, give some words of advice to a kid, I think you should. Because there's times where the parents are, are saying it over and over and over again, but kids get tired of hearing the, the parents talk. So it might not be a bad thing, as long as you're appropriate with it, age-appropriate. But I think that's, that's something that needs to happen more. I don't mind that. As a father, it wasn't anything controversial, okay? Don't go start pull a, pull a kid aside and start talking about politics. Don't know. Explain to them how they can change the world to be good and how they can stand up for what's, what's right and try to stifle what's wrong and all this stuff. So it, I think that's a cool thing. And maybe you do that already. I think we could all do better at it. And I, I just thought it was fun. So I was telling you about the turkey leg. It does remind me, and I think I've shared this story before, of when I got a turkey leg. Before I had kids, I was high off my ass, and I went to the Renaissance Festival with my buddy and a friend, another friend. We get, like, just totally fucking high. Like, ate an ed- I ate an edible and smoked a bowl. Bad combination. Like, I was really, really, wasn't prepared for how high I was going to be. So, it was funny. You're there. You're high. And I'm like, I'm hungry. Let's go get a turkey leg. So, I wait in line, get a turkey leg, come back, and we're all talking. And I take a bite of the turkey leg. And I'm like, ooh, God, this needs some flavor. This needs some salt and pepper. So, I look back to where I bought the turkey leg. And I'm like, ah, there's some salt and pepper. So I walk over there, and as I'm walking, I take notice of the man that was running the the line for the turkey legs. And I see how efficient he is. He's going so fast and so smoothly. He's using, as a former restaurant employee, I was like, dude, he's using both hands. I was like, look at him. Look at him. He's just going left, right. He's just, there's some people that only use one hand. And when I was starting in uh, in the restaurant business, it drove my brother nuts. He's like, use two fucking hands. You go a lot faster. So I'm like noticing this guy and I'm like entranced with like how great of an employee he is. Like he's so fucking efficient. He's just flying through uh, the customers and everybody's happy. The line's going quick. I'm like, this guy is good at his fucking job. Like, so fucking good at his job. Then I stop and I'm like, what the fuck am I doing over here by myself? And I look, turn around and I see my friends and they're just sitting there staring at me. And then they start cracking up. And I'm like, I turn around. I'm like, what am I doing here? I don't, I don't know why I'm over here. And I look at the guy again, and I'm like, dude, he's a really good employee. <laughs> I'm like, he is so fucking efficient. Then all of a sudden, I I do like a taste in my mouth, and I'm like, oh, this turkey leg needs some salt and pepper. Then I'm like, oh, that's what I'm here for, salt and pepper. Get salt and pepper, put it on the turkey leg, walk back to my friends, and they're like, you are so fucking stupid. I was like, yeah, I am. <laughs> it's so funny. 
Uh, yeah, but that was at the Renaissance Festival. And But don't, words of advice, don't get high and go to the Renaissance Festival because you're just going to sit there and stare at random employees who are efficient at their jobs. <laughs> but the guy was good. You can't deny that. Like if somebody's just good at their job, it doesn't matter if if it's in your industry or not. But when you see somebody just good at their fucking job, you're just like, damn, that motherfucker is good. And that's what I was doing. <laughs> so excited. I was like, look at him. Man, he is good. He is good. The other thing about the Renaissance Festival is obviously is the costumes. Um, my, Like I said, my daughter was dressed up as a princess. My son as the Mandalorian. And he got so many compliments on that costume. Loved it. It was really good. But what's funny is for guys, this is the hard part about going to the Renaissance Festival is there's boobs everywhere because everybody is, all the women are wearing uh, these dresses that are just shoving their boobs out in front of everybody. And you're just like, I'm not looking, I'm not looking, but I can't help it, but it's right there. I'm not looking. And, you know, trying to be respectful to my wife and my, well, essentially does everybody involved i'm like i don't need to be staring at everybody's boobs but jesus it's hard not to come on but it is the costumes are pretty cool there was a guy walking around i don't know if he was employed by the renaissance festival or if he just showed up he was in like a full night costume and i meant to go record a video with him but i turned around and he was gone like in the night poof, poof he's gone but it was really, really cool to see the costumes. A lot of people that show up there, they go all out. There's some weird costumes, though. There was a uh, a lady dressed up as a, as a unicorn, like a unicorn furry, like literally. And, and she was employed because she was in, they do a parade. She was employed by the Renaissance Festival. And I'm like, that kind of ruins the whole thing because it's like, Everybody's like legit dressed up. And then all of a sudden you see this unicorn furry. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is that about? What is that about? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I don't understand it, but it just that there are some really good ones. And but the boob thing is just what really stands out. And so it's just, hey, Connery, what? I heard you talking about boobs and I just wanted I, my ears perked up. That's right. Yeah, we were at the Renaissance Festival yesterday, and yeah, there was a lot of people with boobs out. That's right. Well, that's fascinating. Um, wow. All I can think of is I just want to bang your mother. Fuck! Connery! I had a good line for Connery earlier, and I can't. I should have wrote it down. But basically, Connery would just be in heaven if he was out there. He'd be like, oh my god, there's, there's boobs everywhere. Oh, Oh, my God. I can't think of it now. I, I told you I was having a shit, shit attempt at getting this episode done. And it's because, because of equipment. It's because of just my just lack of a brain. <laughs> Stuff like that. My kids fighting upstairs. All that shit. Usually I have a babysitter on uh, Mondays when I record. But today our... The, the babysitter has COVID, so I'm like, fuck, really? Damn it. Now I'm talking about unicorn furries with my kids upstairs. You know what? I'd, I'd bang a furry 
I'm sure you would, Connery. By the way, Connery, did you know that the Renaissance Festival, I have heard rumors, I'm not saying the one in Colorado does this, but I have heard rumors that the Renaissance Festival type th- events, at night, they all get together and bang each other. Do you th- Have you heard anything about that? I will neither confirm nor deny that I banged your mother at the Renaissance Festival. Okay, you know what? Why do you always have to go back to my mom? Okay? Well, there's a good reason. She's a good one. <laughs> I almost said she's a good lady, but I didn't. Oh, my God. My, my daughter's screaming upstairs. Literally, I'm supposed to record this episode. Then we're supposed to go to the pool. Now, like, just be quiet. Get along. Don't hit each other. Don't be mean to each other. And then we can go to the pool because mom's working upstairs, too. She's in meetings. My wife has a very important job. And she does her fucking best to, you know, stay calm and cool. But then it's like my kids are like fighting each other. And there's a good chance my kids are going to come downstairs and be like, Jackson put his foot on me. Like, well, she started it. I'm like, oh, my God. Is that worth screaming about? No, it's not. My God. Hey, got some more uh, things to talk about coming up here in a second, but first summer is here and there's no better time to make your first bet with Superbook Sports. Along with its usual vast betting menu, Superbook already has a lineup for every pro football game this fall. Plus, when you make your first deposit on the Superbook app or sign up at Superbook.com, they're going to match 100% of your money up to $500. It's never too early to start thinking about football at Superbook Sports, so place your bet and start winning today. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. This week, the Shark Week starts right now on Discovery Channel. Dwayne Johnson is hosting. I used to love watching Shark Week because as much as I'm fearful of sharks, they do intrigue me. But here's the thing. I stopped watching it because I kept watching the same shows every single fucking year. It's the same stories. And it just got boring. I'm like, I've seen this one. And and it's just really annoying. I hope this year, I haven't tuned in yet, but I hope they've updated their shows. I did see a preview that they had the guys from Impractical Jokers. They have a show for Shark Week. That might be interesting. I have no idea if it's just them, they're funny guys. I don't know if it just it's just them diving with sharks. Because while that might be funny, I just it's just I don't know. It's just odd. But it does always remind me of I as much as I like Shark Week and I have kind of mixed feelings because of their lack of you know new shit. It does always remind me of when I capsized in Australia. I'm not going to go through all the the weird details, but I will tell you if you if you've never heard the story, I was in Australia visiting my brother and his family, and we're like, let's go up the coast, rent a beach house, and then we'll go kayaking and have some fun. Well, I had never kayaked, and especially at this time of my life, I didn't know how to swim. So I was in my early 30s. I had no idea how to swim. Just crap. So the, we rent the kayaks, and the guy's like, okay, we're in a bay. And he's like, don't cut across the bay. He's all, hug the coast, okay, and you'll be good. It'll be, that way you avoid boats and just all the, the craziness of, of the middle of the bay. And we're like, okay. So what happens? My brother and his wife are experienced kayakers in comparison to us. 
they decide to cut across the bay. And if you've never been in a kayak, or you, or I guess if you have been in the kayak, when you first get in it, and you've never been in one before, you got to learn how to control your body because you can't be moving around too much because then you're going to capsize. So I'm like sitting there trying to figure this shit out. And all of a sudden they just start ripping across the bay. Now keep in mind, my brother had his, I want to say seven-year-old son on there. And then he, I'm probably wrong on the, the ages, but then my, my sister-in-law had her two-year-old daughter on hers. And then my wife had her own kayak and I had my own kayak. So they start cutting across the bay. I'm like, shit, um, I'm trying to figure this out. And I'm, and I'm scared to death. And then we just, we're like, fuck, we got to follow them. And so we follow them and it's just getting shit waters. It's like choppy. We're like, fuck, this is not a smart move. I look, my wife starts shouting at me because she's the last last kayaker and she's like i'm gonna turn back this does not feel safe i'm like okay that makes sense and i thought about it. she's like are you coming with me and i said to myself i'm like you know what you only live once we're in beautiful australia let's just keep going let's keep going i was like you know what i'm just gonna keep going she's like okay and then she starts she turns around and she's trying to head back to the through the shore i'm like fuck and then next thing I know, a speedboat goes by and the, the wake from the speedboat flips me over and I drop into the water. Now I'm going to reverse to the very beginning of the story with one very key thing. When we were getting our life vests on, my wife was just like, I had my life vests on and you're supposed to have them tight. And she's like, you look like an exploding sausage. <laughs> let me, let me loosen this for you. Now, fast forward back to where we were. So when I hit the water, my life vest went up like above my head in, uh, you know, as far as it could go. So I couldn't get back into the kayak because one, I don't know how to swim. I'm not comfortable in the water and the life vest is up here. So it's like fucking up my whole ability to realize how to get in. And I'm not very strong, apparently, upper body. But it was just a really awkward thing. And I'm like, I don't know how to get back in. And I'm like panicking. The water is dark. Like so fucking dark. I swear I could not see my hand as it was in the water. I couldn't see it. And my brother shouts out because he realizes I capsized. And he's just like, stay calm. And I'm start. I'm like screaming back at him like, grass! Chris, save me. He's like, stay calm. Fuck. <laughs> God damn it. So I'm like freaking out. And I tried, tried to get back in and I can't. Next thing I know, thank God, I see a boat coming our way. It's the guy that sold us the kayaks. He had rescued my wife because my wife was trying to go back to the shore, but she didn't realize she got caught in a current. And she was actually going backwards as she's trying to go forward. And no matter what, she kept going backwards. So he saves her, tosses her kayak in her in his boat. Then he comes up to me and he's just like, Hey Scott, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead. I need you to grab a hold of my boat and I'm gonna grab your kayak and put it in, in here with me. 
I'm like, great, okay, cool. And he puts the boat in there, and I go to try to climb in, and he's like, no, 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 Scott, you need to get on uh, Lexi's boat. I'm like, my sister-in-law? No, she has a, a baby with her. I'll squeeze in on your boat. He's like, no, Scott, uh, we can't do that. It's kind of fully loaded here. So get on with Lexi. She has a double. And Lexi, you're going to take control and get us back to shore. I'm like, fuck, God, dude. No, I just kayaked. I, by the way, I was in the water for like 10 minutes. That's 10 minutes where a shark could have ate me. <laughs> 10 minutes. Thank God nothing touched me. Thank God nothing touched me. I would have, I, I would have fucking freaked out. Would have fucking freaked out. So I end up getting on Lexi's kayak. And again, keep in mind, she has a two-year-old on there with, with her. And uh, I'm still, I'm nervous as shit because I just, I'm like all shaky because I just capsized. I don't know how to swim. And I'm in shark-infested waters. Yes, there were sharks in that water. And I, like, I'm just full of nerves. And he's like, get on a fucking kayak. I'm like, you goddamn dick. I should have been more like of an asshole and just been like, no, fuck you. God damn it. I'm an American. This is an American life at stake. <laughs> but I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, so I get on the front with that. And then my sister-in-law, Lexi, just was barking out orders to me because I was in front. She's a, when I say left, you dig left. When I say right, you dig right. And if I say break, you hold it. You don't do anything. So she was just like left, left, break left, left, right, break, or whatever the fuck she said. Fucking nerve-wracking as shit. But we made it, and the whole time I'm riding with with my sister-in-law, I'm just like, please don't fucking capsize, because I have my, my niece, my sweet niece, Genevieve, on with me as well. And, like, she's on there. I'm like, don't fucking do this, Scott. <laughs> it's like the most nerve-wracking thing, to the point where I'll have these moments where it'll, that moment will will flash into my mind and it gives me like it makes my whole body tense up like literally like if you're ever around me all of a sudden I tense up it's because I'm thinking about that just that random that shit pops in my head it's fucking horrible horrible we made it then we went and ate fish and chips afterwards and we're all looking at each other like uh Scott almost died because <laughs> of uh just chaos Hey, real quick, Total Beverage in Westminster and Thornton has an incredible selection of beer, wine, and spirits. Did you know they deliver? They do. And they also do online wine education classes. So stop on by 104th in Thornton or on Sheridan in Westminster and see for yourself. Or you can always find weekly deals, events, or even drink recipes online at TotalBev.com. Total Beverage, everything you need and more. So Broncos training camp starts this week. And 10 years ago... As I record this podcast, 10 years ago, I was one of the first people to take a picture of Peyton Manning heading into the Denver Broncos facilities. And it's really kind of a cool thing. And what's funny about the story about Peyton Manning becoming a Denver Bronco is I remember we got the word there like Peyton's going to be there right around this time. And I said, can I go over there and I'll see if I can get a picture or something with them? They're like, yeah, absolutely. So I go over to the Broncos facility. I see a little uh, group of people uh, from the media. I can't remember who was there. Maybe Lindsey Jones and a few ever, Arnie Stapleton, stuff like that. So we're like kind of waiting around, see if Peyton shows up. And then we realize 
dude, he's parking in the wrong spot. He he parked in the like kind of the media guest parking lot instead of the players' parking lot. So he didn't know where to go. So he parks there, and we're all like kind of swarming around. And we're like, that's fucking Peyton Manny. And I probably have some shit pictures somewhere of like where you can barely see him through his tinted windows. But it was funny because like you could see he was on the phone trying to figure out where the fuck do I park? I got got all these media fucks around me and I can't think. Okay, be it. I have a giant head and I can't think. Probably on the phone talking to Brandon Stokely trying to. He's like Stoke, what's going on? There's so many people. He's like, I'm your best friend. I'll be right there. I'll fight them all. I'm, I'm Peyton. I love you. I'm fighting to fight them all. I'm hotter than the red pepper. I will beat their ass. But no, uh, Peyton, I'm sure, was on the on the phone with uh, the head of Broncos PR, Patrick Smythe, and figuring out where the fuck to, to, to park. And it was funny because he was like, we're hovering around his car. Like, we're all like 10 feet away, and we're waiting for him to exit. We're like very TMZ-esque type of moment, and we all felt kind of dirty. I, I want to say all of us were just like at one point saying, ma- making mention of like, God, this feels, it feels weird to do and wrong. But, you know, he figured out that he had to go, he pulls out, ends up going around to the next parking lot. And then he, he exits his car and he makes his way to the facility. And we all kind of rush up and we take a picture. I posted the picture on at least my Twitter account. Of, of Peyton walking into the facility for the first time. It, it's kind of a neat thing, but it was really weird. And I hate, I hate the way the media can be sometimes with that shit. And, and I was part of it and, and it was kind of gross, but listen, it, it is what it is. And I'm sure that <laughs> there's a lot worse that could have happened. So it, it, he was a good sport about it. And I, I don't like doing that type of shit being like TMZ type of stalker type of person. It's just not in my blood. I, I can't, I can't do that. I just feel like it's, he, I, I, I relate to them as a human being, not just like this object that I want to get something out of. So I feel bad for them. Cause he's like, dude, I just want to go to fucking work. Cause all, listen, if he parked in the wrong spot, he could have got out and just walked in. But the problem is, is he would have been right around us because we're not allowed to go into the player parking lot. We're not supposed to. And so he would have had to walk with us to the thing. And it's like, dude, he just wants to go fucking work, just work. But that's part of the gig, I guess. And training camp starting up. I plan on going out there a couple times, uh, catch up with some of the, uh, the people, uh, in the media as well as hopefully uh, talk to some of the players. We'll see. I'll let you know. Stay tuned for that. Should be a lot of fun. Maybe I'll just stick a sticker on random places until then I'll get yelled at by the Broncos. (laughs) I won't do, I won't do that. I'm just joking. Patrick don't need anybody coming after me, but it's going to be a lot of fun. So stay tuned for that. I plan on doing that probably next week. I'll head out there. And uh, it should be fun. It should be a lot of fun. There's always interesting things that happen out there. So if you're going to go out to Broncos training camp, let me know. And I'll try to run into you to huffuncensored at gmail.com. Just let me know. Hey, thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you subscribe. Share it with your friends if you can. 
Give it a nice review. Also, thanks so much to Superbook Sports, Blake Street Tavern, and Total Beverage. Thank you guys so much. I know this is kind of a, a weird episode, but there's a lot going on. A lot going on. Thank you guys so much. Let's keep moving forward. I'll talk to you next time.